Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. iHeartRadio presents Inside the Studio. I'm your host, Joe Levy. This time out, things got a little emo. Old school emo. Way old school. As I sat down with Andrea Bocelli. He told me about his early days in the piano bars singing Frank Sinatra and Stevie Wonder songs, and also about recording his first album of newly written songs in 14 years, which features Ed Sheeran, Dua Lipa, and many others, and which was produced by Bob Ezrin, who also helped make Kiss's Destroyer and Pink Floyd's The Wall, and many other classics of classic rock. Bocelli has sold more than 80 million albums worldwide. He sings both pop and opera, sometimes not recognizing any difference between the two, and always bringing to mind a time and place other than now. Often that's a pre-rock world in which Broadway show tunes dominated the pop charts. And there's so much drama and sentiment in Bocelli's music that it's surprising it took him 14 albums in 21 years to get to a collection of songs from the movies, 2015's Cinema, which contains not one but two film themes made hits by Andy Williams, Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's, and Where Do I Begin from Love Story. A global artist long before the music industry became focused on such things, Bocelli does Where Do I Begin as a bossa nova, with lyrics in Italian, 
and then again with lyrics in Spanish. It sometimes seems Bocelli has done just about everything except record with Metallica, though I really wouldn't put that past him. And so I saw this clip of you on an Italian television show where you make an entrance on rollerblades oh, okay. singing okay. Oh, okay. the Beatles yesterday. It has been a joke because it was a, a very strange broadcasting. They asked me to enter in the studio in the most strange way. I tried to say, okay, I come with my horse. <laughs> okay. But the studio, it was a little bit not enough. And uh, I said, okay, I try with uh, my rollerblade. Yeah. I know that you... Ride horseback, you ski, I know that you rollerblade. And still when I saw this, because the host actually bumps into you, I thought, what's happening here? I was not a good, uh, he's a good skater, but <laughs> he as well, he was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better to sing for me. <laughs> it's the best idea. You had a childhood nickname for your fearlessness in English translated the earthquake. Me? Ah, yeah, my mother called me like this because I was very uh, lively, no? Always in movement. <laughs> okay. Never stopped. And then I liked the most dangerous things uh, I like to do. So some of this spirit still survives into adulthood then? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Now a little bit less. But I did many stupid things in my life. I jumped with the parachutes or uh, horses and, and uh, many things. I, I, I was a little bit crazy. A lot of Bocelli's power comes from the bel canto style of singing, which emphasizes emotion and expressiveness as much, if not more, than technique. Bel canto, translation, beautiful singing, has its roots in Italy close to 200 years ago, so it's not exactly rock and roll or even pop music as we know it. But as I'm about to explain, it's had a crucial influence on both going back to a time when opera singers were still pop stars in America and continuing right up to the last power ballad you heard, assuming that the last power ballad you heard was Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. The story of how Bocelli rose to fame in the early 90s is an interesting one that involves, at least tangentially, Bono. Bocelli was born in Tuscany in 1958 with congenital glaucoma, though he didn't lose his sight until age 12 when he was hit in the eye during a soccer game while keeping goal. He started playing piano when he was six, won a singing competition at 14, and earned money while studying law at the University of Pisa by playing in a piano bar. But Bocelli was a lawyer for just one year. In 1992, the Italian rock singer Zucchero co-wrote a song called Miserare with Bono who was in those days wearing those wraparound shades and working a persona called The Fly during U2's Zoo TV tour. Zucchero had the idea of duetting with the famed Italian operatic tenor Luciano Pavarotti, and in order to convince Pavarotti to do it, he cut a demo with an unknown tenor, Andrea Bocelli. 
When Pavarotti heard the demo, he said, why do you need me? You already have the right singer. At which point, Zuccaro reportedly responded, if I can't have you, I'd rather burn it and threw the tape into a fireplace. There were other copies of the tape, of course, but that soap opera-worthy flourish worked. Zuccaro cut the song with Pavarotti, and he showed his gratitude to Bocelli by taking him on tour in 1993, where the two duetted on Miserare. The tape in the fireplace bit is hardly the last too-good-to-be-true detail in this story. Here's another. Zuccaro also co-wrote Il Mare Cama della Sera, which Bocelli sang at the San Remo Festival, the Italian song competition, in 1994. Bocelli won the Newcomer's Prize, but he didn't just win it. He did so with the highest scores ever recorded in that category. And that song became the debut single and the title track of his first album. The following year, he was back at San Remo, where he introduced Can Potero, the Bocelli song you know, even if you know nothing about Andrea Bocelli. That's the one that was everywhere for a long while, including in several episodes of The Sopranos. Sopranos creator David Chase explained it once this way. If Carmela and her friends were real people living in New Jersey, they would have loved that song, heard it all the time, and been playing it all the time. And adding to the ubiquity of that song, Bocelli recorded an English version called Time to Say Goodbye with British singer and actress Sarah Brightman, which became a number two hit in the UK, and a number one in Germany, where it holds the record as the biggest selling single of all time. An interesting thing about that song is the way it partakes of classical music without being it. And this gets to the heart of Bocelli's appeal. He has one foot in today and another in the comfort of tradition. For me, I grew up with a dad who loved classical music and played opera on Sunday mornings. So I hear Cantapartero as a childhood memory I don't actually have. One definition of nostalgia is the memory of things as they never were. And again, it's key to Bocelli's appeal. Here's how David Chase described the significance of that song in The Sopranos. What that song meant for Carmelo was, I want to be anywhere but here. I don't want my life. I want a different life. And that means nostalgia for the old country. Andrea Bocelli is always portrayed in the media as a gentle, sweet man. He's blind. He could never hurt anyone. He's the complete opposite of Tony Soprano, someone she could mother, nurture, and who would always say thank you instead of that's what we're having for dinner. That captures the way Bocelli's music can represent a world better, more full of beauty than the one we live in. And it gets right to the emo appeal of Andrea Bocelli. The loving, the longing, the heartache, the romance, all the feels, all at once, all the time. Which brings us back to the bel canto tradition and how it channels European operatic emotion into American pop music. Probably the clearest example of this is Elvis Presley's It's Now or Never. Elvis cut that song in 1960 after he got out of the army. And the song is really just a solo mio with different words. A Solo Mio is a Neapolitan song written in 1898, which became a huge hit for the Italian operatic tenor Enrico Caruso in 1916. And It's Now or Never 
isn't even the first time somebody put different words to a solo mio and turned it into a hit. That would be Tony Martin, who brought it to number two in 1949 when it was called There's No Tomorrow. And that's actually the version that helped inspire Elvis. So the bel canto style in American pop goes in all sorts of directions. You can hear it every time a metal band makes a song your mom might like, like Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home, Guns N' Roses' November Rain, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. But it also turns up in unexpected places. Here's Barry White describing its impact on him as a teenager after he was locked up for stealing tires. In jail, he said, I heard It's Now or Never by Elvis Presley and it was an awakening, like somebody hitting me in the face with a baseball bat. When I got out, I swore to myself, never again. And thus does Bel Canto have an impact on disco. Once you start hearing things this way, all sorts of connections can begin to open up. Take the first single from Bocelli's new album, C, Fall On Me, a duet with his son, Matteo. It starts off as a slow and stately piano ballad. It's about a higher power, God, love, something from above. And it reminds me, just a little, of Nick Cave talking about some of the same things at the same tempo 15 years ago in Into My Arms. That's ridiculous, of course. Although, so is the idea of Barry White having his life turned around by Elvis Presley's It's Now or Never. But certainly, an ever-growing list of pop stars is lined up to record with Andrea Bocelli. Tony Bennett, Celine Dion, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Lopez, Nelly Furtado, Nicole Scherzinger, and now Josh Groban, Ed Sheeran, and Dua Lipa. There's a lot going on here. Artistic admiration, certainly, and in the case of Josh Groban, a debt being repaid. Groban's break came at age 17 when he stood in for Bocelli at Grammy rehearsals in 1999, singing The Prayer with Celine Dion. Introducing his new duet with Bocelli, We Will Meet Once Again, Groban called himself a terrified, pimple-faced, and blissfully naive kid that day. Uh, As he put it on Facebook, he went on to do the telecast and I went back to history class. But for a superstar like Ed Sheeran, singing with Bocelli is a chance to open up new territory, both stylistically and globally. Sheeran reworked his song, Perfect, last November in two new versions, one with Beyonce and another with Bocelli, who he visited in Tuscany in order to record Perfect Symphony. That song's been streamed 152 million times on YouTube, which, if you're keeping score at home, is not quite half the population of the United States, but it's pretty close. And it definitely helped make Sheeran the most streamed artist of 2017. Sheeran repaid that favor by co-writing Amo Sotano Te, his duet with Bocelli on C. Perhaps the most interesting tracks on C are the Dua Lipa duet, if only, and Vertigo, featuring Raphael Gulazi on piano, if only puts the emerging dance pop queen way into share ballad territory. I mean, the lyrics are even about turning back time. As for Gulazi, like Bocelli, he's an Italian star who cuts across genres. Vertigo, though, starts small with just Bocelli's voice and Gulazi's piano, and then keeps climbing grand staircase after grand staircase after grand staircase. 
We're going to need another staircase. Bocelli and his son Matteo told me about working with these collaborators and also why it took 14 years to assemble an album of new songs. There are definitely times when Bocelli prefers to let the music do the talking. But here's what he had to say. So, uh, Andrea Bocelli, welcome to Inside the Studio. Thank you very much. And uh, we are joined by your son, Matteo. Hi. Hey, Hi, good to have you both here. We have so much to talk about, so much to cover. Uh, C is your first album of all new songs in 14 years. Many guests on it, Ed Sheeran, Dua Lupa, Josh Groban, as well as Matteo, who's <laughs> Matteo. here with us. <laughs> How did you ever land this guest shot from your own son? Well, honestly... It has been the most easy operation <laughs> because uh, Matteo said immediately, yes. So it has been very easy. Now, Matteo sings, would like to sing in future. He is a student now at, at the conservatory in, in Italy. For me, it was better to wait for some more. But we received this beautiful song, really beautiful song. And uh, for this reason, we thought... The occasion is this, and now we are here. And of course, the song is Fall On Me. Matteo, tell me, you grew up obviously hearing your father sing. Mm -hmm. When did you start to take seriously the idea that you might want to pursue music yourself? Uh, let's say that I'm, I've always been surrounded by music in my life, and I started to play the piano since I was six years old. And I was singing, yeah, since I was a child. And so let's say that I study music since I was yeah, a little boy and studying singing since three years because my dad always told me that it's important to wait the changing of the voice because it otherwise could be, I mean, even dangerous for your vocal cords. And so, yeah, let's say it's since I always, I mean, always been around it by music and studying singing since three years. You started piano at six. Andrea, you also uh, started playing piano around the same age, did you not? Yes, I studied piano for many years. I stopped at 16 and then I, I began again later and I finished to study the, the program. But now there's no time to play and uh, unfortunately now I play only just for fun. I was interested to read, you have said that this album is a return to some of the feelings of, uh, you've said, being a young man playing at a piano bar. You played at a piano bar when you were younger, is this right? I began to play in the piano bar when I was 18 years old. Then I continued during the period at the university and I studied and I played just for fun to stay with my friends the evening. It has been a really beautiful period for me. These piano bar years, you were singing and playing? or Yes, yes, yes. Piano and voice. And so what kind of songs? Pop repertoire in general. Italian pop repertoire and some songs of uh, Frank Sinatra, for example. Uh, Ray Charles, uh, Steve Wonder. All the classical pop repertoire. So... This album, C, was produced by Bob Ezrin, known for his work with Alice Cooper, Pink Floyd, Kiss, Lou Reed. Yeah. You know. How did the two of you come to work together? And the idea of uh, Bob Ezrin it comes from my label, but um, it has been a very good idea because uh, we 
we were together very, very well immediately from, from the, from the first meeting, good artistically and also friendly, I know. So I studied piano, singing, but I, I should have to study English. It's, it's, it's <laughs> difficult for me to speak English. Well, the recording, some of the recording was done at home, at your home studio, is that right? Yes, yes, in my house. It's very important to do this because if you can record at home, you can decide the best moment to record when your voice is in good shape, when you are in the best atmosphere to, to record it. I see. Um, what time of day is your voice at its best? It depends on, in general, in the evening. Aha, uh -huh. okay. So then being at home is easier. So I wanted to ask you about the album title, C. I had read that you had said this is a, a period we're going through right now where we too often say no. Yes is the word you say. You have your first kiss. You agree with somebody. Yeah. You want to make someone feel good. Correct. Tell me more about this. Everyone was uh, looking for a good title for this album. And uh, it's difficult to find a, a title for an album like this. And uh, a day, almost my first son called me by phone and told me, Daddy, I have the name for the album. You have to call this C. And I answered C. Perfect. <laughs> Because it's really the, the most beautiful word of the world. Let's talk a little about the songs themselves. Let me ask you about We Will Meet Again with Josh Groban, who uh, co-wrote the yeah. song. He has called this a, a duet almost 20 years in the making, going back to... Uh, moment in no i i know josh from a long time yeah somebody told me that he was a fan of me just before to become famous and then we we met each other and now we are friends so when when it's possible to work together i'm very happy to do it and tell me what was the recording of this song like no i recorded in my house so with all the calm possible there is all is on the on the record and of course you sing with ed sheeran on this record but this is the second time you've worked with him the first uh, yes because he came to my house for perfect when he decided to make a duet with me of this beautiful and famous song and uh, i remained completely surprised from his personality he's a great musician but he's also a very humble man, very simple man. And uh, for me, it has been a beautiful surprise and beautiful experience to work with him. Matteo, your father has said that you guys had to maybe explain to him who uh, Ed Sheeran was or uh, why you were so excited uh, he was coming to record this song. Yeah, let's say that um, before it was planned to do this duet between my dad and Ed Sheeran, I was already a big fan of him. And I remember first time I saw him live, in live, when he was opening the concert, Taylor Swift concert in uh, Toronto, in Canada. And since that day, I remained oh, very surprised by him, about him, about his talent. And as he was saying, my dad, such a humble and simple guy. And that's the first thing that really impressed me at the first moment when I met him. Because when you met him, it seems that you know him since a while, no? Mm. He treats everybody the same way. And that, I think that's amazing, especially when someone got a success so big, no? Because usually people change. And I think 
what you feel is that he remained completely the same person. And of course, I mean, he's a, an amazing artist. I love his music. And right now he's my favorite artist. And he co-wrote the song he sings with you on this uh, new record, Amo Sotano Te. I'm going to do a very bad job of saying that, I think. Amo Sotano Te. Amo Sotano Te. Ah, okay. Not as bad as I thought. No, no. So tell me how this song came together. Did you approach him with the idea of collaborating? No, no, he sent this song for me and uh, I recognized immediately his style and I said immediately yes, because the song is very beautiful and a typical Ed Sheeran song. You worked with uh, Dua Lupa on If Only and this uh, is a really wonderful moment uh, on the record. so because she has a very beautiful voice very expressive and she understood very very well the song so with me it has been a good idea i think unlikely we didn't have the chance to meet her but, but they, i hope they will be in future i future. hope so hopefully ah, she was not able to come to the home studio no. to record no, no. Ah, okay yes well i mean it was uh, very interesting because she is known more for a kind of dance pop than this kind of singing correct Yes, but sometimes the contrasts, the difference, bring good results, no? Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you about Vertigo, which features Raphael uh, Guarazzi. Thank you. <laughs> He's an interesting artist, another uh, Italian performer who works in very different styles. Yes, his style is completely different from my style, but the song was very beautiful. And for me, it has been like a challenge because it has been very difficult for me to decide the way to perform the song. Finally, I decided to do like Raphael did. So in his way, I tried to sing more like him was possible. I heard his interpretation and I tried to do the same thing, to sing like him in his way. And the result is, uh, it's really curious, huh? Because the result is another Andrea Bocelli, <laughs> another one. And of course, another guest, uh, the Russian soprano, Aida Garofalina. This is another story because in this album, there is a, in this pop album, there is a very beautiful piece that we can't call pop. It's a classical piece. It's a prayer. It's an Ave Maria in Latin language. And uh, I think it has been a good idea to call Aida Garifulina for this because she's a very beautiful soprano. Beautiful and good. <laughs> in a certain sense, 
we prayed together. Yes, uh, quite a striking moment. Again, was this uh, similar to the Dua Lupa recording? You uh, worked uh, together in the same place or you... No, were, no, yeah. we recorded separately. But in any case, I sang with her at the times. For example, we performed together recently in Verona, the Arena, the biggest theater probably of the world, in a great concert and in other occasions also. And do I have this right that... Uh, Both your sons are on this record, is that correct? Yes. Amos uh, plays piano? Yeah, Amos plays the piano, yes, and Matteo sings. And Matteo, you uh, mean to follow your father into music, but uh, Amos uh, is a trained musician, but does not intend to pursue it as a career? My brother, like me, he started to play piano since he was very little, so six, seven years old, and he graduated uh, like a year ago. But yes, he did this collaboration as well inside the album but I think in the future he will probably take another way because he's studying aerospace engineer okay and he's doing his last year so he did it because he loves music as us but probably in the future he pursue another job yeah how long ago did you start the work on this record we are looking for songs from 14 years. And now, finally, we, we hope we found uh, at least 12 beautiful songs. Now, it's up to the audience. <laughs> okay. And what do you hope that people will feel when they listen to this music? I don't know. When I record an album, I hope to become a good company f for many, many people uh, listening to my music during the day. No? I want to be like a a good friend in their house. Yes. Well, I've had the record in my apartment and uh, I'm happy to have you there. All right. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you. Inside the Studio is an iHeartRadio original podcast. This episode was written and hosted by me, Joe Levy. We'd like to give a big thanks to Andrea Bocelli and Decca Verve Records. You can follow Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.